y'all, and welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. And first and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you for supporting me on this Benevolence podcast. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into episode two, Not Okay. I'm a believer and I suffer from anxiety. But before I begin, I just want to make a disclaimer that I am not by any means a professional. Um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, you know, a counselor or anything like that. The measures that I have and will take in order to overcome these issues have worked for me. And some of the steps that I took to overcome anxiety may or may not work for you. That is why it's important to seek professional advice if you or someone you know may have an anxiety disorder. My goal is to encourage you to seek the help that you need and to remind you that there is a God that will pull you through. On this episode of Benevolence, I'm going to be as transparent as I can be with some struggles I've been dealing with lately. I will be telling you about my experiences with anxiety. I'll be honest to say that I'm still dealing with these issues. There are moments when I'm able to get over them really quickly, but then there are moments where these struggles can last for a very long time. I'm going to be transparent enough to say that there are moments where I'm not okay. But I'm also here to encourage you that if you struggle with anxiety, you are not alone, and that there is a God that is loving, loyal, faithful, and who will guide you out of your circumstances. So here's my story. Before I had Victoria, anxiety was not an issue. I was able to cope with the circumstances and push through to get better. When Victoria was in the picture, I started to have major anxiety issues that were triggered by postpartum depression. I remember having a really hard time bonding with Victoria during her infancy. My hormones were all over the place and there were moments where I felt like I didn't want to be a mom anymore. Sad to say, but it was true. You know, babies don't come with an instruction manual. You can read every book in the world, but no one can prepare you for what you are going to experience when you leave the hospital after giving birth. There were days where she was changed, fed, and comfortable, and her cries would make me want to run out of the house away from everything and everyone. And I would cry every day, and I felt like I was losing myself. I struggled with depression in the past after a really bad breakup, and that depression led me to attempt suicide at the age of 19. And if you want to know about that story, tune into season one, episode one. So I know for sure that what I was going through wasn't the typical baby blues. I literally felt like I was falling into a deep, dark pit. There were moments where I didn't even know why I was alive, and those moments were the scariest. But after the first six months of Victoria's birth, things started to look up. Victoria was growing, and I started to get the hang of the routine of being a mother, And from that point on, I strived to be the best mom that I could be for her, knowing that I felt like I didn't give her much attention in the beginning due to how I was feeling and what I was going through. So as the months kept passing and the months turned into a year, I began to deal with major anxiety, especially in life's moments where there was change, transition, or too much pressure. I remember that my chest would start to hurt and I'd feel sharp tingles up and down my arms. I'd then feel so emotional and I'd start to cry and want to run away. And unfortunately, those symptoms are what I struggle with to this very day. My last major anxiety attack happened a month ago. And unfortunately, it happened in a place where you would want to find refuge. I tried everything to pass through my feelings. 
I tried everything to just deal with it at the moment, but unfortunately the worst got the best of me and I freaked out. I was able to run into my husband's arms and he reassured me that everything would be okay and that I wasn't alone. This past attack made me realize that I needed further help. I've been trying to figure it out on my own and it has gotten me nowhere. So from that moment on, I decided to get help and I sought counsel from one of my friends and she motivated me to seek counseling. And I still have days that are harder than others, but they have reduced substantially. You see, mental health is a taboo topic that doesn't get addressed in the church. These are conversations that should be addressed within the church, but they seem to get overlooked. Christians feel that because they suffer from anxiety, um, that we're not spiritual enough or that we don't have a great relationship with God or we're not in tune with God. Um, so they tend to suffer in silence and they refuse to tell others that they're, they're really dealing with something, um, you know, that needs more attention that needs to be addressed. And a lot of people, they go through anxiety alone because they feel like people are going to judge them. And that was the case for me. But, you know, today I'm being brave enough to let you know that I do struggle with anxiety. So, you know, Christians need to understand and they need to respond to those that are struggling. Comments like, put your faith in Jesus, you'll be fine. Oh, just don't think about it. Or why are you anxious? Don't you know the Bible says not to be anxious? You know, these are those basic comments as believers that we hear on a consistent basis. And, you know, well, turns out Christians have anxiety too. You know, David had a major problem. And David in the Bible, I mean. And if, you know, we wouldn't have the book of Psalms if it weren't for his anxiety. You know, Jesus mentions that we shouldn't be worried about anything. So that just means that there were people that were worried during that time about the future. So there are dozens of references in the Bible. But what happens when we know the scriptures and it seems like it's not enough? So with that being said, here are several ways to begin the process of overcoming anxiety and also some promises that we should remember. Um, This is what's worked for me. And I hope that it works for you as well. The first thing that we need to do is to be intentional about what goes into your mind. We need to focus on filling our minds with things that edify us. And like one major example that needs to be addressed is social media. Because to be honest, we feel stress, loneliness, anxiety, because we are constantly comparing, competing ourselves to other people. Um, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, um, researchers found that using social media causes more than just anxiety. It can cause depression and other mental health issues. So it's more than the pressure of sharing things with others. It is also about how you may be comparing your life with others that you see on social media. So society and especially social media, they make it seem that the people that you follow and the people that you look up to have it all together. But we forget that we're only seeing a glimpse. Social media is not real life. So with that being said, we need to fill our minds with things that will edify, empower, motivate us to live our best life in Christ. If social media is a problem, fast it. Limit the use. I've had to do it at times because it can definitely make you feel some type of way. Be intentional with what you are filling your mind with. 
The same way that we exercise our bodies, we need to exercise our minds. And a perfect example of what I've been doing lately in regard to social media, because not that social media is constantly something that brings me anxiety. Um, it, it can take a toll sometimes, but that's just an example of something that we fill our minds with that eventually ties up to, you know, it, it's kind of like the last straw that pushes us to have an anxiety attack or whatever, because it's all about the mind. So what I've been doing is, honestly, I've been doing a social media detox in which I am unfollowing people that I feel may bring me, I don't know, some negative feelings. I unfollow them. And then I also start following these pages that constantly have motivational quotes. So I actually got this idea from my sister-in-law. And she says that she constantly follows people and she likes pages and pictures that constantly have empowerment quotes. So as you know that the algorithm for Instagram is that the more that you press or you like on a certain picture, the more the more um, things that are related to that particular picture are going to show up on your feed. So the next time you go in, unfortunately, you know, you're not going to be caught up on your friends and all of that. Um, they'll pop up every every now and then. But what you'll see is that your feed will be filled with quotes and things that empower you. So I've been doing that. Um, another thing that I've been doing is... I have downloaded um, the Wameze app. And if you'd have never heard of it, it's amazing. It's They're not sponsoring me, by the way. They're not sponsoring me. This is just something that works for me. Um, they have an app called Wameze. So it's W-O-M-A-Z-E. And it's actually a really good app because it sends you notifications, like empowerment um, notifications. So... Um, for today, believe it or not, um, I'm trying to figure out what it says, but if you go on the Wameez app, it'll say like, keep trying, you're doing the best you can. So it's pretty much like motivational quotes. And then I also have an app called Eternal Sunshine. That is another app that has, um, motivational quotes and like two or three times a day, You'll be like, you got it, girl. You can do this. So this is what works for me because my love language is affirmation. So I constantly need uh, a reminder that I got this. I need affirmation. So I download these apps and I fill up my my Instagram feeds with positive things because it's just going to help me get through the day. So you have to understand that you need to be intentional about what goes in your mind. So even if it's music, if you're listening to music and the music is making you feel sad, well, it's time to fill your mind with Christian music or it's time to fill your mind with positive music that's going to uplift you. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, okay, the second thing that I would highly recommend is to write things down in a journal. Um, and if men are listening... To to this and it's probably like this is too girly for me um I don't know write it down on your notes I don't know write it down somewhere or 
record your thoughts. The other day I was having a really bad day and my husband sent me out to the office and he's like, record, record how you feel. And I did and I was crying the whole time. But I recorded how I felt and um, I don't know, maybe one day I'll post it for you guys to hear. But I was going through a really, really bad time. Um, I was feeling a lot of like rejection and people were just being just annoying. So I was just really feeling really stressed out. So I was overwhelmed and then he's like, just record yourself and record your feelings. So I did and actually it, it did help. So sometimes we need to see things on paper or we need to hear things or we need to see it in our notes in order for us to see the lies that we tell ourselves. And I journal every now and then. And believe it or not, it helps me cope with my feelings and my anxiety. Um, the third thing is to take a walk. Go somewhere quiet or somewhere that makes you happy. So for me, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling anxiety, I go to a bookstore. And the funny thing is that um, a couple weeks ago, I did just that. I bought my favorite coffee, which is a Starbucks mocha frappuccino. And um, I went to a bookstore, took my husband and my daughter with me, but we kind of just went our separate ways in the bookstore. Um, and it just worked for me. I just felt it just it's my happy place. Um, other people like taking a walk outside and being one with nature, being in silence. And, you know, during those moments, you're reflecting and you need to remind yourself that God is with you. Fill your mind and your heart with positive affirmations and try not to be so hard on yourself. The fourth thing is to surround yourself with people. So here's the thing. Oftentimes, anxiety can make you isolate yourself. And although we sometimes need to be alone, it's not a bad thing. But we need to give ourselves that time. And then after that, okay, we're done being alone. Find someone that you can trust and who supports you. So either your spouse or your best friend or your parents, if you have a good relationship with them, whatever the case may be, a family member, someone who trusts, support you. You know, it's okay to be alone sometimes. But we need to be around people who lift us up and who love us. And sometimes we just need that to feel better. So that's something that I would highly recommend. And then the last and final thing is to embrace your brokenness. You know, I remember a year ago, I had a major panic attack. And honestly, I remember going to my room and crying and I wanted to run away. I wanted to give up on everything. Then all of a sudden, my two-year-old little girl comes into the room, comes right to the side of my bed, sticks her precious little face into mine, and asked me if I was okay. And believe it or not, at that very moment, it was like I had snapped back into reality. And I realized that I had so much to live for. I had to not only live for myself, but I have to live for her too. You know, everything that I have right now, I've prayed for. And I wanted and I desired. And I have it and God has supplied it for me. And, and you know, the overwhelmingness that we feel in our hearts and the anxiety that, that creeps us creeps up on us you know it blocks us from looking at what has God done for you you know what are the things that God has done for you so far so I forgot the promises that God placed over me and I needed to realize that God had always been there in my meltdowns and in my brokenness God was working in the Bible Paul pleaded with God to take away the thorn in his flesh 
And it makes me wonder if God allowed him to suffer so that he can be dependent on God. There are some things about God that can only be learned through suffering. There are some things that he has for us that can only be received in the valley. And finally, for those that are saying, it's not a Matthew 6 or a Philippians 4 issue. It's a psychological issue. Now, you know, my one of my best friends, she's a family and um, marriage therapist. And, you know, we've talked about it in episode season one, episode two, we've talked about mental health illness and some people genuinely have um, a serious condition in which they need to be medicated. Um, So some people who struggle with anxiety and worry may have a serious disorder and they may, it needs to be addressed by a doctor. So if you feel like chains, um, chest pains, shortness of breath, nausea, any other major symptoms, and you know your body. So if you know your body's not right, it's important that you see a doctor immediately. You know, mental disorder is serious. It's not a control problem. It's not a worry problem. It's more than that. So make sure that you seek a healthcare professional to get the help you need. Remember God's truth. Remember he has your back. And regardless of your journey, Christ died for you. And he is the anchor of your soul. Well, there you have it. I pray that this episode has blessed your life. If you or someone you know is dealing with anxiety, make sure to talk to someone you trust or get the medical help that you need. No one should be suffering in silence. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast or at I am Ceci Diaz to know a little bit more about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Stitcher app. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like for us to discuss in the future, please do not hesitate to email me at benevolencepodcast at gmail.com with requests, petitions, or comments. I want to hear from you. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye!